listener production. Do you worry when you see your child worried? I think the best thing a parent can do to support a worried child is to validate their emotions and their reaction and to make them feel safe and heard. Today on Feed Play Love, a new book to help young children deal with anxiety. Feed Play Love with Siobhan Hunt. Our kids often find wonder in the world that we, as adults, miss. But their little minds can also worry, leaving them with feelings that they don't understand or know how to process. A new book called You've Got This is here to help young kids understand that it's okay to worry and what to do about it when they do. It's written by social worker, writer and podcaster Jess Sanders. Hi Jess, welcome to Feed Play Love. Hi, thank you so much for having me. What are some of the big worries that little kids might come up against? Well, I think it's, you know, a lot of little ones have similar worries. So it might be joining a new sports team um, that first day back at school. It could be meeting new people. Um, It could be, you know, jumping in the water and swimming. You're learning to swim or being at the beach and the big waves. There's a lot of things that little ones worry about and that's, normal because there's all these new things in their environment and they're looking out for risks and that's what part of their job is as little ones as they navigate the world. So it makes sense that they are concerned about these things but how might those worries manifest in their bodies or in their behaviour? So worries um, or anxiety is a very physical experience often. So the worry or the thought will originate in the brain, but often we'll feel it in our bodies. So really common symptoms of that are, you know, tummy aches and consistent tummy aches, maybe headaches, um, sweaty palms, maybe like getting overheated, uh, things like that, or maybe like an inability to sleep or nightmares, even like temper tantrums or anger can be a response to anxiety. So it can show up in all kinds of ways, physically and also emotionally. So often big Uh, feelings, big emotions are the result of anxiety because young people are very dysregulated and it it results in extreme reactions. So when that's happening for a kid, when you're a parent dealing with that, it can be a bit challenging because either your child is angry and having a tantrum and so you're getting frustrated with that or they could be displaying, you know, extreme distress, like Mm. crying, etc. And both of those scenarios are quite challenging for parents. Mm. What Mm. are some of the ways we can help children when they're going through those emotions? Yeah, it can be incredibly challenging. And if we are anxious, if we are worried, if we are dysregulated ourselves, and that you know, is a pretty normal experience for most parents, you know, you're juggling so, so much, running between work and drop-offs and food and just it's it's a it's pretty hard to find that time to regulate and to calm yourself. But that is the emotion, uh, the most important thing that you can do is finding that time, your self-care to try and regulate yourself, even if it's in small little bites or whatever you're able to sort of reasonably get in your day. But if you are heightened already and then a young person comes to you with, you know, even bigger emotions, it's really hard to co-regulate them. And to co-regulate is to, A young person is looking to you to pick up on your signals of safety. And so 
to hold that space for them to come with a calm disposition to regulate yourself to maybe engage in some deep breathing um, and to give them the space to have their reaction they will eventually uh, calm and respond to your energy and how you're feeling an emotion will generally last 90 seconds and you'll see that in most children the reason they last longer as they get older and as you know for us as well is the story we tell ourselves about that emotion and how we continue to engage with it but if we allow a safe container for it to be felt young people safely move through that experience and then they'll begin to regulate and you'll notice their breathing deepens and the tears start to slow and their eyes open a little bit more and they're starting to feel safe. So it's really, really important that we take care of ourselves and regulate ourselves so that we can then co-regulate and support a young person through those big emotions, which are very normal and very common. So that's a good example of what is the best practice when these things happen. Um, I know from personal experience, when I see my child struggling with those sorts of things, the biggest instinct I have is to fix it for them, to solve the problem, whatever it might be, to wrap them up in my arms and and make everything okay. Um, But that's not best practice, is it? Yeah, and that's such a natural instinct, isn't it? We just want the feeling, they want them to be better. We don't like seeing anyone that we love be in distress. But a fact of life is that they will be, you know, (laughs) Um, and young people particularly because often what they're reacting to it even it isn't even the scenario you know and so if we're engaging with the problem we're not actually able to then hold that space and allow that feeling to pass so you've really I guess got to take away from the situation or the context and focus more on allowing that young person to safely feel whatever it is they're feeling and to validate that and to not to try and not jump into that experience with them, to try and not get anxious or angry or upset with them because then there'll be two dysregulated people, uh, one little one, one big one, and um, it's, it's harder to come down from that. You know, when you say that, I'm thinking... There is a lot of advice for parents and I think sometimes we we look at this advice and assume that most parents do it. But I'm just wondering how often there are two dysregulated people. Do you know what I mean? Like we, we think this is best practice, this is what we should do and when we don't do it, we're failing as parents. But I was just thinking then... Oh, I can't be the only one who's lost my shears where my child is having oh, a meltdown. I, I imagine you are not. And, like, full disclosure, I'm not a parent. And so, like, I cannot imagine how difficult that is to, to like, find some stores within you of calm when there is just so much going on. Like, it's a bad comparison and I, I do not want to even compare it, but I have a, got a puppy recently. And I've had a puppy and I've had children and I think it is a completely legitimate comparison. Okay, well, yeah, growing on my experience of a puppy, it's like this puppy is just hyperactive, wants stimulation, wants my attention, wants all these things all the time. If I'm overwhelmed already, it just exacerbates that it's, and it's really easy to get carried away and, yeah, to not be able to bring myself back and take that breath. And I've noticed I'm having to draw on these stores that I didn't even know I had and I, I personally have anxiety have had for a long time. And so it's this new element of being like, wow, that walk I take in the morning and that swim I go for and that little bit of yoga before I go to bed or a meditation is everything. It's actually keeping me in a place where I can, I guess, be the adult in the room <laughs> that I have to um, to be able to 
support other people and that's my job as a social worker. Like I have to be able to do that, to be able to go into environments to support other people and hold space for them. Um, and it's definitely not easy and I can't imagine it will be easy as a parent in this day and age. When you say be the adult in the room, um, I remember a friend, I'm going to muck this up, but basically they said when their kids were tantruming when they were small, um, they had a little mantra they said to themselves, like, I have the capacity to be wiser, calmer. I'm older. It's my job to be wiser, calmer. And just this little thing that reframed it to saying, okay, this is a really tense situation. However, I am probably two decades at least older than you. And therefore, I have the capacity to be kinder, to be more compassionate, to be as you say, the adult in the room, and I'm not saying that to be disparaging in any way when people lose their shiz, but I just remember having that in my the back of my head when that was happening with my child was like this little switch that allowed me to go, okay, this is stressful, but... I am the adult in the room. Let's be the adult, you know. You do need that reminder because, you know, we have fully developed brains and a whole lifetime of experiences and all these tools, Uh, whereas young people are just still developing all of those things and navigating the world. And um, I think sometimes young people's reactions can trigger us and we can go back into our inner child and we can feel the injustice and the anger and all these things. Having those little mantras and things to bring you back and remind yourself of what your role is in that space like that sounds really powerful like it worked really well for your friend and I think that'd be great advice Mm. I mean what are some of the other ways that we might help kids build resilience to those feelings of anxiety I think it's helping them have the literacy around what's going on so for a lot of young people they think oh I'm not normal I'm broken when they have these experiences of anxiety that's a common experience when they get a little bit older and so what we can do I guess as a form of prevention when they're little and that's what I put into you've got this like you know it's a sort of four to six age range we can get them to build literacy around you know what's happening in their brains what's happening in their body what anxiety is and then their relationship to anxiety will really shift and so when you know maybe racing thoughts come up or dread they go oh this isn't me um this is actually my anxiety um and it's just my brain trying to protect me and i have a whole toolkit of things that I can do that work for me to be able to navigate this experience. And obviously not every time they're going to have the stores themselves to go to that, but we can support them to get there. But it will change their relationship to anxiety as they grow older. And I think relationship to anxiety is everything. If we see it as this monster that's we can't control or something so bad within ourselves or broken, um, it only feeds anxiety. So when they're little, helping them to understand it, it's just like so important, such a gift I think we can give them. And as well, on top of that, it's positively affirming them and their abilities. So there's a mantra and you've got this, which is, you know, you've got everything you need. You are braver than you think. You've got this. And that's, I think, key. It's you've got everything you need. You've got the tools and the insight. You are actually braver than you think. You know, once you're regulated, you can access that courage to do the scary thing or to get back up and get back into the playground or whatever it is and that you have actually got this as well as you having them, of course. <laughs> I mean, this is a young um, young age bracket, but how do you know that you might need more than this book to help your child? Like when should you be seeking professional help? I think you should be seeking professional help when something, when anxiety becomes a real problem and prevents a young person from engaging in their life the way that, 
they need to. So like going to school or um, being able to eat regular meals or engage in the community and going to sports events and things or going to family events on the weekend. When anxiety is holding a young person back from engaging in their life, I think that's probably when professional help is really important because I think it's important to remember in this discussion that anxiety is really normal. It's something that everyone has. An anxiety condition or disorder is something that, you know, one in I think four Australians will have. So it is very common. But a little bit of anxiety and worry is really normal and a part of being a young person and a part of being an adult as well. It's just part of being human. But yeah, it's I think it's when it becomes a problem and holds you back. And that's the same goes for adults as it goes for children. Jess, thank you so much for speaking with us today. Oh, you're so welcome. Thank you for having me, Siobhan. That's Jess Sanders. She's a social worker, podcaster and author of the book, You've Got This. For more information on the book, check out the notes in this episode. I hope you enjoyed this episode of Feed, Play, Love, a listener original podcast. If there's something you'd like to learn more about, email me at feedplaylove at sca.com.au. I'd love to hear from you. For more great kids and parenting podcasts, check out the Listener app and don't forget to follow us. I'm Siobhan Hunt. See you next time.